Iowa everywhere. Ready, Hawk fans? John Miller is going in-depth with analysis and breakdown. Answers, insights, and a look ahead to next week. It's Hawkeye Sunday with John Miller. Only on Iowa Everywhere. Hawkeye Reaction Podcast. I am John Miller following Iowa's 24-10 victory against Wisconsin in a game where they totaled 146 yards of offense, where they averaged just 2.1 yards per play, where they ran for just 52 yards, where they allowed six sacks and 11 tackles for loss, and they won 24 to 10 against Wisconsin. Now, the formula for Iowa has been ride the defense and please if you don't mind defense can you tack on a few of your own points uh, that happened in this game as Mr. Everything Cooper DeGene had a pick six in this contest and it was a beautiful read and he was off to the races and there was no doubt about it no one even came close to him Cooper DeGene uh, forced a fumble in this game as we mentioned had the pick six on special teams and punt returns he had four returns for 80 two yards including a long of 41 which is just what the Iowa offense ordered up Iowa's touchdown drives two plays 17 yards thanks by a block punt thanks to a blocked punt five plays 18 yard touchdown that was thanks to the aforementioned Cooper DeGene punt return um, and then, um, you know, you had the pick six. Iowa also had an 11-play, 27-yard drive that resulted in a field goal. Iowa obtained the ball that way via, via turnover on down. So the defense just absolutely once again did a phenomenal job. Here's Wisconsin's offensive drive chart, the first part of the first half. Three and out, 10 plays, 37-yard field goal, three and out, three and out. Three and out, seven for 41, then a punt. Two plays, two yards, the interception. Uh, they did score a touchdown, seven plays, 75 yards, and that was a breakdown, uh, I think, uh, by Riley Moss, but I don't know for sure. And then they start the second half. Four plays, four yards, interception. Three plays, minus three yards, punt. Three plays, six yards, punt. Then six plays, 12 yards. Six plays, 11 yards. Five plays, 16 yards. Two plays, negative three yards. Wisconsin had two drives all day that totaled more than 36 yards. Just an exceptional job by Iowa's defense. Phenomenal job. We'll talk more about the defense here in a little bit, just how great they were. But before I, I leave that, keys to the game, Wisconsin ran 25 first down plays. They totaled 47 yards on those 25 first down plays. Now, of those first down plays, those 25 first down plays, they ran it 15 out of 25 first downs, and they gained just seven yards on 15 rushes on first down. And that's your ball game because Graham Mertz, Wisconsin's quarterback, is not a good quarterback. It means that Wisconsin was off schedule nearly the entire day. 
Wisconsin's average distance to gain on their 17 third down attempts, 9.4 yards. Their average on their 17 third down plays was third and 9.4. Iowa was third and 8.1 on their 19 third downs, but still, we all know that's a losing formula. It's just that Iowa's defense played better than Wisconsin's defense in this game. Iowa's special teams were once again superb, and that has been Iowa's formula for victory. And it worked. Six and four now. Two to go. More on that here in a little bit. Spencer Petras, I mean, 14 of 23 for 94 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Clearly, well, there, there's really not any more uh, criticisms I'm going to throw at Spencer Peters. We, he is what he is. He is who he is. He is the player that the Iowa coaches feel gives them the best chance to win. And that's it. There's no other reason to talk about Spencer Petras at this point, and I'm not being mean by that. I'm just saying there's no, you know what, I'll be rephrase that. There's no reasons to criticize Spencer Petras anymore. He is the player that the coaches feel gives them the best chance to win. It's a coach's decision. We all know what Spencer is and what Spencer isn't, and we move on. 227 total yards for Wisconsin. As I mentioned, Graham Mertz, 16 of 35. He came into this game uh, completing more than 60% of his passes. He only completed 46% of his passes in this game. One touchdown, two interceptions. Um, he looked clueless. Other than that nice deep ball that he threw and maybe one or two other passes, you know, he did complete 16, but he, he, he looked bad. He looked really bad. He, he looked about as bad as we've seen uh, from you know an FBS Power 5 conference quarterback in Kinnick in a while. That was just horrible. I mean, some of his throws were not even within 10 or 15 yards from his receivers on non-throwaway plays. He was bad. Iowa holding Wisconsin's running back Allen in check 17 yards, or 17 carries rather, 40 yards, no touchdowns, an average of 2.4. They were Wisconsin's running game just unable to get on track. And Iowa's didn't either, but Iowa got enough uh, from their special teams. I, I want to talk a little more about Iowa's defense here because really to me, that's, I mean, Iowa's defense by and large is the key story of the season. No surprise there. But I had some people asking me after the game, if I, you know, where do I think this Iowa defense ranks in the Ferentz era? And pretty much initially, my mind goes to the 2004 Iowa defense as the standard relative to the best Iowa defender, uh, defenses that they had. I mean, Matt Roth, Robinson, Hodge, Greenway, Antoine Allen, Jovan Johnson, um, Sean Considine. You're talking about a really, really good defense. Tyler Lukey on that defense. That defense was fifth in the nation against the run, allowing just 92.5 yards. And again, that was 2004. That was 18 years ago. So we are talking about an era of football where if you had the best rushing defense, that was maybe one of the most key factors in winning in that era. And I'm not saying that stopping the run now isn't a factor. It is. 
it just meant more then. There are far more short lateral, short space pass attempts in today's college football that used to go as rushing attempts, but now they're passing attempts. So that was an elite run-stopping unit. They were also 17th in pass efficiency defense in 04. They ranked 11th in total defense, allowing 293.83. They were 16th in scoring defense. They were 53rd in net punting. They were 6th in turnover margin. That was an elite defense, and I think to this point, that would probably get my vote as the Ferentz era best defense but that was until the 2022 Iowa Hawkeyes took the field. That defense in 04, also like 2022, had an offense that it couldn't really rely on. That, that offense was, it just averaged 312 yards per game, which, you know, comparing current Iowa offensive outputs, you'd take that, wouldn't you? But anyway, I digress. Iowa's rushing offense that year was one of the worst in the country. They were down to their fifth string running back. That team gave up over 500 yards at Arizona State. And that team got waxed against Michigan to be 2-2. Two and two, And they did not lose again. An amazing season, an amazing coaching job. Is there any Iowa defense in the Kirk Ferentz era that can challenge? I think yes is the answer to that. And I think it's this year's Iowa defense. Iowa, um, Iowa's defense is averaging 3.81 yards per play allowed. That is the best in college football. The next best is 3.99, and that is Michigan. Michigan joining the ranks of teams allowing less than four yards per play. It's an exclusive club because it's Iowa and Michigan. And the difference between 3.81 and 3.99 is significant. That is, that's a significant difference relative to you know one over the other. I'm not saying that you know, Iowa's exponentially better than Michigan's defense. Michigan has a really good defense. Iowa's, I think, is better. But 3.81 yards per play, and as I tweeted out on Saturday, the story actually gets better for this Iowa defense. The last team to allow under four, point, uh, or four yards per play was 2017 Alabama at 3.99. No other teams in 2018, 2019, 2020, or 21, no other defenses allowed less than four yards per play Iowa is at 3.1, which leads the nation. You know, then you have to go back to 2012 to find the next team that did it, and that was Florida State at 3.85. Still not as good as Iowa's current 3.81. Now, 2011 Bama, you have to go back a little farther. They were at a mind-blowing 3.32. So this Iowa's defense is doing things that haven't been done in six years of college football relative to yards allowed per play, which is a much better metric to use to look at a defense from the macro than is total yards allowed per game because of style of play. I think Iowa's defensive line is deeper than any other defensive line of the Kirk Ferentz era relative to players that can come in and contribute at an all-conference level. When by all-conference, I mean first team, second team, honorable mention. I think Iowa has at least six of those players, six of eight that play at that level, at least. And that's incredible. I think Jack Campbell's the best linebacker of the Kirk Ferentz era. And I love me some Abdul Hodge and some Chad Greenway and some Pat Anger and some Josie Jewell. 
but Jack Campbell's the best. I think Iowa, debatably or arguably, has its best cornerback tandem of the Kirk Ferentz era in Cooper DeGene and Riley Moss. You can try and debate others. It's a fun debate, but they are absolutely no worse than in the debate, and it's a short list. And that, I mean, Merrifield and, and, I mean, your, your safeties are good. They're really good. They're playing at a, at least an honorable mention all-conference level. You know, Seth Benson is an all-Big Ten linebacker. I mean, Justin Jacobs, is, if he was healthy, is absolutely an all-Big Ten linebacker caliber. So I, I, not only do I think this defense is loaded with NFL talent, they are playing as connected front to back as any of Phil Parker's or Norm Parker's defenses during the entirety of the Kirk Ferentz era. I mean, Iowa's fifth in scoring defense in the country, which is all the more impressive considering that Iowa's 90th in time of possession, and that means the Iowa defense is out on the field more than past Iowa defenses. They're gassed, and they're still elite in yards per play allowed and scoring defense. None of Iowa's nine opponents this year has gained more than 361 yards. That's the most Iowa has allowed this year is 361 total yards. And that was Rutgers, ladies and gentlemen. It was not Ohio State. It was Rutgers. Ohio State had 360. And frankly, yes, Ohio State scored 54 on Iowa, but that defense deserved a better fate. If they had an offense that was just competent, I don't know that Ohio State scores 30 that day. And Ohio State, Ohio State leads the nation in offensive yards per play. And I think it's at like 7.6 or something like that. And that includes only getting 360 yards of total offense against Iowa. And their 7.6 leads the nation with, a, you know, I guess for them, a dud of a performance. They were at 5.8 yards per play against Iowa. Iowa's defense makes the other team play worse every time out. That is a win for Iowa. Sometimes it's a plus-plus advantage, meaning Iowa's defense is just so much better than the opposition's offense. That was the case yesterday. Uh, surprisingly, it turned out to be the case against Purdue. I didn't see that coming. And that's, um, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about a number of elite offenses during the entirety of the Kirk Ferentz era presided over by Norm Parker and Phil Parker. And folks, I think it's the best. I absolutely think that it is the best. Here's another interesting statistic. Iowa is 6-4. and four. Nobody's going to you know, build a statue to commemorate this season. But when you look at the other 15 or so teams that are at the bottom of the country relative to scoring offense, like the bottom 15, Iowa's in the bottom 15. Iowa's 124th out of 131st. When you look at the rest of the teams that are like in the bottom 15 or so, None of those teams have winning records. You have a lot of two and eights, one and nines, three and sevens, four and sixes. I mean, what we're seeing is not regular, not normal. Granted, none of us wants to live through a season like this where the offense. I, I, I wonder if there's been a larger disparity in college football 
between how bad an offense is, how unproductive an offense is, and how dominant a defense is than we are seeing with this Iowa football team. Uh, I hope we don't have to live something, live through something like this again. But now the attention turns to the pig. Minnesota is a very good defense. Minnesota is one of Minnesota has one of the best defenses in the country. How good is the Minnesota defense? Eighth in total defense, thirteenth in rushing defense, eighth in passing yards allowed, seventh in team passing team passing efficiency defense, fourth in scoring defense, first in third down. Uh, well, that's their offense is first and third down conversions, but third down conversion percentage, they're 25th. I'm sorry. They are second in third down conversion percentage defense and first in third down percentage offense. They've been inconsistent. Um, they, they've beat New Mexico to start the year out, then Western Illinois, smoked Colorado, who sucks, uh, beat Michigan State, who's not good. Um, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Illinois. And they lost to Penn State. They had a three-game losing streak. Since then, they beat Rutgers 31-0. They beat Nebraska 20-13. And they just beat Northwestern 31-3. This is going to be, I would imagine, another game very similar to the game that we just saw against Wisconsin. It's going to be one of those games where it's going to take the defense and turnovers and special teams and the defense giving Iowa a short push like they did this week. And it's going to be a slobber knocker. And folks, it's likely going to be really freaking cold. Could be one of the colder Iowa-Minnesota games in a while. And I know there's been a few, but she's going to be cold. Going to move a lot of propane next week. At any rate, um, but that's what Iowa has ahead of them. If they win that game, if they beat Minnesota, and they beat Nebraska, if they win those two games, and Illinois loses next week at Michigan, then Iowa is your Big Ten West champion at 8-4. and four. Who would have thunk it a few weeks ago? Uh, not this guy. Iowa everywhere.